Amen. Isn't he the sweetest name on earth? The power in the name of Jesus gives us victory over the enemy. Praise his name this morning. So good to be with each one of you. So good that each one of you is here. I remember my grandpa used to say when the crowd was small, he said, if, glad you are here. If you weren't here, I'd be here by myself. <laughs> There's not another place I'd rather be than in God's house with his people to worship him. Let's stand and start our service with prayer. We ask, Lord, that you'd come and move in this service, Lord. This service is yours. This house is yours. We are your temples. We pray that you'd move among us and work through us, speak to us, minister to us, Lord, as we prepare to lift up our voices and worship you from our hearts. Let it be our whole being, Lord. You're worthy of our praise. We're so thankful for all that you've done. This is the season to be thankful, Lord, but we pray that it would carry out throughout the year. Let it not be something that's just a trend in the fall of the year, but may we have attitudes of gratitude all year long. We praise your holy name. We thank you for those who are here. We pray, Lord, that you'd be with those who aren't able to be here this morning, the different ones. We ask that you'd be with them. We know they have a desire to be in your house, Lord. We pray that you would comfort them. May your presence be with them wherever they might be. In Jesus' name we pray and to your glory. Amen. You may be seated. Prepare your hearts for worship as our sister comes to lead us in song this morning. Well, I guess I haven't gotten over the Thanksgiving season yet. So there's a Thanksgiving chorus I'd like to sing in the Sing and Rejoice book number 11. Thanksgiving and Praise. <clears throat> Be to God, my Heavenly Father. Number 11. Maybe all of you don't know it, but we'll sing it once anyhow. <clears throat> again. Thanksgiving and praise be to God, my heavenly Father. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Thanksgiving and praise be to God, my great creator. I will ascribe to him all majesty and praise him for his love. Well, I was thinking of the perfect gifts that come from above, and once you begin to enumerate them, of the purity of heart, of salvation, of all that God has done in his redemption plan, we can't begin to praise him enough for what he has given to us. And then it says, I will ascribe to him all majesty and praise him for his love. And it just struck me this morning, well, I think number one in our hymnal would be a good song to sing for 
All hail the power of Jesus' name, giving him the majesty and love that he is worthy of. Our praise to him. So shall we stand together as we sing, All hail the power of Jesus' name. seated <clears throat> thankful that we can crown him in our hearts king of kings and lord of lords before we ever reach that side over there then we're prepared to crown him there all right let's turn back to number 217 he ransomed me I'm not sure we can stay seated for all of this. I'll let you sit down for the first two verses and we'll stand for the last two. <clears throat>
Shouting 
you may be seated. Thank you for your good singing. Amen. Is that the way you feel this morning? He's been so good to you. He's (laughs) redeemed you so good that the story will ever be that way. You'll ever sing the story shouting glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. It astounds me that such a great and mighty God that spoke the world into existence takes interest in us. But not only takes interest in us, but commends to us the gospel to save other souls. What a privilege and what a duty. Amen. I want to be dedicated to that cause to ever tell the story. How he's redeemed my heart. Amen. If he hasn't redeemed your heart, you have no story to tell. There's people out there trying to tell the story, but their heart hasn't been redeemed. I remember, I'm trying to remember which book it was I was reading through. Maybe, oh, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill on a message. It says, what it means to be a messenger of God. Convicts me every time I listen to it. I can't get through it without shedding some tears and feeling like the Lord's holding my feet to the fire anew and afresh. But he said, no wonder there's people not saved on foreign fields. He said, defeated people go to a defeated people to tell them how Jesus can give them victory. And he said, they're not living it. We have to be living victory and be redeemed in our own heart before we have anything to tell anyone else. And when you've had that happen to you personally, it puts a zeal and a fire in you. Amen. Thank the Lord. I'm excited to be a Christian. Yes. Amen. Praise his name. Amen. Thank the Lord. Yes. Praise his name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some people say, I'm not a shouter. I think you might be before it's over with. (laughs) You get to heaven, you're going to be a shouter. You might as well start down here. (laughs) Paul Lucas said he was preaching to some of the pilgrim holiness. He was preaching about what it means to be an overcomer. And he said, some of them said, now, Paul, he said, we don't believe in shouting. He said, if it was left up to you, he said, the walls of Jericho would still be standing. (laughs) Sometimes the Lord wants us to shout. Amen. Not a put on. There's nobody that's more disgusted with a put on than other Christians in the world. We're not talking about putting on anything that won't do any good for anybody. But when that bubbling joy from down inside gets bubbling up so much, it's like that old teapot. You know it's ready when it starts whistling. (laughs) You know people are ready for heaven when they start whistling, so to speak. Thank the Lord. Anyone else with a testimony on your heart this morning? Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Good. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just came through Thanksgiving Day. Can't you think of anything to be thankful for? Amen. 
and um, I'm just thankful for the that manifestation of the Lord in the Praise morning the Lord. this morning. And um, I felt too. I wanted to thank the Lord for the influence of that of the people that he has placed in my life, the spiritual um, souls that he has placed Amen. in my life. Um, it's had a spiritual influence on me. Amen. Uh, back through the years, and probably many that I don't even realize have that influence on me, mm -hmm. in making the right choices and being here this morning with the Lord's redeeming grace in my heart. I'm thankful for every person that has made it through to heaven and, and Amen. those who are still walking with the Lord that Amen. are an influence on my life. And that puts a responsibility on me too. Yes, <laughs> yes. To be the right influence. But I'm thankful Praise for the Lord. Lord means to me this morning and I do that. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was thinking about it just this week, reading a book about revival, thinking how some of those old writers influenced so many of us in a good way, yet they've gone on and been with the Lord for quite a number of years now. But good books will minister to your soul. Good books. Emphasis on the good books. There's some bad books out there, too. Be careful who you're reading after. It will affect you. Make sure that the person's living in victory and living according to God's word. There's nothing in their life that's contrary. And uh, God has used many of those books and hymn writers to minister to my heart. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Good. Thank the Lord. Anybody else? The songs this morning went along with the reading I've been doing in Revelation, and I was just struck by the one chapter, I think it's chapter 6, but it talks about the scene around the throne and what a scene of worship it is, and it just struck my heart, and I want to join with them in Amen. magnifying the Lord and giving Him blessing and honor and glory and strength and ascribing unto Him salvation, because He is our Savior, and I'm Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Amen. I was saying this morning about shouting glory, glory. I just felt I wanted to get up and say glory, glory. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus, friends. I'm so thankful that He has. I was sitting there at my desk this morning and the sunlight was streaming. It was just so wonderful to have the sunlight again. And I thought, oh, I'm just basking in God's presence. Amen. I'm so thankful for and I'm so thankful for his redeeming power. Praise for the Lord. Every individual that will come to him and let him have his way. Yeah. I too was thinking this week about the heritage that I have and the heritage Amen. I hope our young people realize the heritage they have until mm -hmm. it won't slip away, but they can partake of the blessings that they feel in God's <coughs> presence when he comes. It's such a privilege to, to have that Amen. Amen. Good. Praise His name. Thank the Lord for those who have been faithful all down through the years. Amen. I was talking to my wife, and this is not 
a decision by any means. It's just an idea. But I told her, I said, how many little churches do you know of that have a little cemetery just outside the sanctuary, just outside, just a little ways away? And I said, there's something about having a cemetery right close to the church doors to keep the fire to our feet, to keep us insured to carry on the mission that the church was started for. And uh, maybe we'll have to start us a little cemetery. That way when some of us go on, people come behind us and see that. And at least they can't do anything. You don't hear of many people trying to take out a cemetery and build some big casino, do you? That's not the place. <laughs> maybe that's one way to keep the devil's crowd away. I don't know. But the heritage, the heritage. Go to a church cemetery sometime, one of the good churches, and go back through and walk through and read those headstones of some of those faithful souls who are faithful. <coughs> Lord gave them just a small, short time here on this earth. No matter how long your time is, it's very short. But thank God for those faithful ones, the heritage that have handed down the truth to our hearts. Amen. What a, what a duty we have. Amen. What a duty. What a privilege. Anyone else? I've joked about it before. I guess our sister... Sister Susan Weaver had a dream, she said, that I was trying to coax people to testify. And she said, I couldn't get people to testify. And she said, I reached somewhere and picked out a little can, maybe it looked like starting fluid or something. And I sprayed it on a few people, and she said, they just popped right up like that. She said, I said, you are, look at this, people don't want to testify, watch this. And sprayed it on, and they just bumped right up. I've been looking around for those cans. I can't find them anywhere. If anybody knows where I can find any. <laughs> Amen. I believe we get to heaven. I don't think there's going to be a time that we'll ever be ashamed that we testified too much for him. Amen. I'm not talking about making stuff up, but when it's glory to him, it's worth it. Our breath is never wasted in glorifying our King of Kings. Amen. All right. Well, we'll give you another opportunity later on. Let's prepare our hearts to go to prayer this morning. Thank the Lord that we have one that we can go to who cares about our needs. <laughs> Amen. Though they may be big or small in our eyes, everything is God-sized to Him. Praise His name. wonder if anyone else has a testimony on your heart. Amen. All right. Well, if Brother Mike will come, we'll pass the morning offering.
forget to count your blessings. Amen. Makes the devil uncomfortable, doesn't it? Thank the Lord. Appreciated that. Appreciated the extra music. We might have to try to find a place down here for you all to move down. <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord. All hearts clear this morning. All right. I believe we have a special. Come and mind the Lord.
wonderful way. God can still answer prayer and show His mighty power in the same wonderful When the saints in faith would pray And for God's blessing plead He responded, sent the answer on its way That would fully meet their need In the same wonderful way In the same wonderful way God can still answer prayer and show his mighty power in the same wonderful Thank the Lord. He's an unchanging God. Praise His name. Amen. Same way, the same God still works the same way. Aren't you so glad? Thank the Lord. Somebody said those old stories are outdated. So they're only outdated if your faith is outdated. <laughs> Praise His name. Amen. All hearts clear this morning. All right, if you'll stand with me and take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We'll try to pick up where we left off. We tackled a topic that the Lord put upon our hearts and we haven't got it finished yet. <laughs> Forget not all his benefits, the scripture says. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning again. Forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103. Begin to read at verse number 1. We'll read down through here to verse number 6. David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Let us pray. Once again, Lord, we bow humbly before you. Count it such a great privilege to have a copy of your word to read from. But Lord, most of all, we ask that as we read, that as we study, that you would minister this truth to our hearts. Manifest this truth to our hearts. Reveal it, Lord. Put it before us. We couldn't glean anything because of our sharp shovels or our ability to be able to dig into your word and understand it, but by revelation of your Holy Spirit, 
We ask that you would make these truths known to our hearts. In Jesus' name and for your glory, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Forget not all his benefits. I believe it was last Sunday morning I talked to you about forgetting, how easy it is to forget. And I liken to you the, the brain and the pathways of the brain and memory like a trail through the woods. That if you don't travel that trail, it'll just by itself, without help, without the aid of anybody else coming along and spreading any weed seeds, it will just grow up and it'll get to the point where you can't travel it. How many has been back on an old pathway that you used to once travel and you find out it's all grown up and it's, it's untravelable anymore? It has to be re-cleared out. And David understands that if we don't remind ourselves and remind each other, if we don't acclimate our minds to these spiritual truths and, and continue to give thanks and to give praise and to be mindful of all his benefits, that we will, by the nature of our sin-cursed body, we will forget. Our, our minds are feeble and frail and they'll give out. I trust that you're not serving the Lord based on your own mind or your own performance. Because there's coming a day when your own performance will let you down, whether suddenly or slowly by slowly, it will leave you hanging. I'm so glad that our confidence in the Lord doesn't have to be resting in our mind, but down deep in our hearts. I remember my grandpa going to visit a, a dear saint of our church back home on her deathbed in the nursing home, lost her memory. They said, Reverend John, don't go in there. She won't remember you. She doesn't remember anybody. Her own husband had gone in there and said didn't remember her husband, didn't remember her kids or anybody, nobody. My grandpa slipped in there and said, I'd like to pay her a visit. She might not be with us very long. I want to see if I can encourage her before she crosses the Jordan. He slipped in there and he said, do you remember me? And you have to remember that she had attended the church there for 30 or 40 years since it was founded. She looked at him with a puzzled look on her face. No, I don't remember you. She's, he said, do you remember Jesus? She cracked a grin, a big old smile, and joy swept across her eyes. She said, I'd be a fool if I didn't know Jesus. <laughs> you see, her peace, her confidence in the Lord doesn't rest in her mind, even though the mind may fail. Thank the Lord. We can have him in our hearts. But David, he's encouraging the brethren, the sisters, the saints that would follow. Don't forget all his benefits. You see, you can't praise him or thank him for things that you forgot about, can you? What makes it so hard testimony time is your minds tend to fleet away and you forget what it is that you can be thankful for. That's why sometimes we need to recite them. We need to praise the Lord over and over for the many blessings that he's given us. David makes it a little easy for us here. He lists off some things that we need to remember, some benefits. I can't pass over this first couple verses and then there in the latter verse where he uses the word Lord in all capital letters. When that was spelled out there in the Old Testament, there was no mistake of which God they were talking about or who it was that he was talking about, but the one true living God. As the Israelites passed through different places in the Old Testament, they would say, who is your God? Who do you serve? They would say Jehovah. And everybody in the nation, everybody across the globe knew who Jehovah was. He was the one true God, the God that would work, the God that would move, the God that would part the waters, the God that would plague Egypt so that the Israelites could depart and he uses that same word name here in all capital letters capital L capital O capital R and capital D it's one of the many things I like about the King James Version so it holds true with that in those passages but moving on here talking about the benefits what are the benefits what are the icing on the cake so to speak what are the benefits of 
having Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? What are the benefits of knowing God? And he lists off some things here. He starts off in verse number 3. He said, he, he forgiveth and he healeth. And he goes on in verse number 4. He said, He redeemeth and he crowneth. And verse number 5 says, He satisfieth. And verse number 6 says, He executeth. He's the forgiver. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. He's our crowner. He's our satisfier. And he's the righteous judge. He's the executor. We talked about what it means to be forgiven and how the Lord forgiveth all our iniquities. We talked a little bit about last Sunday night about Him being our healer. And many times through the scriptures where He says that He will heal us, gives us power over diseases. I want to talk to you this morning, verse number four, about Him redeemeth. Him being our redeemer. The redeemer. The redeemer. He says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. In case you haven't picked up, that's already been the theme of the service this morning through the songs. Redeemed. Redeemed. It's good to be ransomed. It's good to be redeemed. What does it mean to be redeemed? Sometimes we hear the word so often we forget what it means. We just, we use it and we don't use those other words that uh, describe the same meaning. Sometimes we, our vocabulary gets to be narrowed down and we just kind of forget and we need to be reminded once in a while. I went to Noah Webster. See what Noah Webster had to say about it. I like a lot of what he has to say. We can acclimate our minds with words. I think some of those old preachers, I fall mighty short. Maybe by the time I, I'm ready to pass on to the grave, I'll, I'll be adding some more words to my vocabulary. There just doesn't seem a way to proclaim all the good things that God has done and acclimate your minds. But no, Webster says to be redeemed is to be purchased back, to be ransomed, to be liberated or rescued from captivity or bondage or from any obligation or liability to suffer or to forfeit by paying an equivalent. As to redeem prisoners or captured goods, to redeem a pledge, to repurchase what has been sold, to regain possession of a thing alienated by repaying the value of, the, of it to the possessor. In other words, uh, if a person has been sold, it doesn't mean just bought, but it means bought back. It doesn't mean just purchased, but it means repurchased. Redemption is the grand, uh, the grand finale of the buyback. You've heard sometimes companies will say we're doing a grand buyback scheme. <laughs> well, that's what salvation's plan was, is a, is a human race buyback. It was God buying back the human race that once rebelled from Him, that once turned from righteousness to iniquity. There's a little story that's been told through the years. It's not original with me. I've heard other ministers share it, and I think it's very fitting in this case, and you've probably heard it too. It's about a little boy who builds a sailboat. This wasn't just any sailboat. This wasn't just any little boy, but he had attention to great detail. He had all the little railing pegs, and he had the little thread going across just like the real ships. He had the the uh, sails on there. He had the little material sails maybe that his mom had made and he stretched them on the little sail poles, coated this thing and painted it up, stained it, had it looking pretty sharp. Put a little string on it and took it out to the river. He got to playing around with it, 
And he was sailing it back and forth, and the wind was blowing a little bit, and he thought for sure that maybe he could let go of it, and maybe on the other side he could go across the bridge and catch it on the other side. The wind would maybe blow it on the other side, and he would catch it, and he got to feeling a little bit brave, and so he released that string and set it there and watched it take off just like in his imagination, just like the real ones would, you know. Kids have some imaginations, you know that. Some of us big kids have imaginations too. <laughs> he let it go, watched it sail across there, got carried away watching it. Before he knew it, it was too far to retrieve. He ran around on the other side, and by the time he got to the other side, it was out of sight. He'd gone downstream. He went back home morning. He had spent days working on that thing, and I don't know how long, but maybe a week or so. Attention to the detail. And he had he was pretty pretty proud of that little ship and all the time that he had spent into it making it just like he wanted it but now it was gone and he mourned for quite a while and over uh, over a few day period of time he mourned and his parents told him and said well it's gone it's gone maybe you'll just have to build another one he see he was sure that he'd find it somewhere he just had that hope you know <laughs> a hope that sometimes the kids don't lose hope some of us adults need to take attention to that sometimes we lose lose hope too quickly but this child he was with his mommy in town one time and they were walking down the street past a pawn shop looked in the window and sure enough there was that boy's little toy boat that he had built by hand they went in there and he talked to the store owner he said I'd like to see that little boat he said little boy that's an expensive boat he said I don't know if I can trust you to hold it and his mommy was there and he said I'll let let your mommy hold it he held it down by the boy and said yeah mom that's mine that's the one I built. That's my boat. <laughs> Talked to the store owner, and the store owner said, I want this much amount for it. Somebody brought it in, and this is what I paid for him. This is what I got to have out of it. They didn't have that much money. He went back home, got to thinking, finally decided to take all of his savings. He saved up his little pennies through the years. Had him in a little jar, goes in, gets his savings account out, takes it all out, puts it in a little cloth, Tells his mommy he wants to go back to the pawn shop. Goes back to the pawn shop and goes in there and says, what do you want? So I want to buy that little ship. How much you got? He lays his little kerchief up there and the store owner counts through it and he said, well, son, he said, I could not sell it for that cheap. And the little boy said, that's all I got. <laughs> store owner broke down a little bit and he said, I think that'll do then. And he sold it to him, gave him a receipt little boy got outside he grabbed that little ship kind of tight as he was walking home he says you're mine once because I built you you're mine twice because I bought you back <laughs> amen aren't you so glad you've been bought back by the blood of Jesus Christ he gave his all he gave his everything not that it wasn't enough but that's what it cost I believe brother Darrell's referenced it before what is the value of something but the value of something is what somebody paid for it Jesus gave his life's blood for your salvation, for my salvation. It cost what he paid for it, cost his blood. To be redeemed, he redeemeth thy life from destruction. I don't like to think about it for very long, but sometimes it's good just to reminisce a little bit and think about where your life would be had not God changed your life when he did. Had not God got your attention as a little boy or a little girl, or maybe as an adult, and redeemed you from sin. Where would your life be? Not a very comfortable thought. Not one we like to think about very often. One of my favorite songs is 
page 276. We're going to look at the words of it. 276. Glorious freedom. He says, Once I was bound by sin's galling fetters, chained like a slave, I struggled in vain. But I received a glorious freedom when Jesus broke my fetters in twain. Freedom from all the carnal affections. Freedom from envy, hatred, and strife. Freedom from vain and worldly ambitions. There's the key word, freedom from all that saddened my life. Freedom from pride and all sinful follies. Freedom from love and glitter of gold. Freedom from evil, temper, and anger. Glorious freedom, rapture untold. Freedom from fear with all of its torments. Freedom from care with all of its pain. Freedom in Christ, my blessed Redeemer. He who has rent my fetters in twain. Glorious freedom, wonderful freedom. No more in chains of sin I repine. Jesus, the glorious emancipator, now and forever, he shall be mine. You know what that word there means, emancipator? The emancipator? You probably can't see this from back there. But this is the proclamation of emancipation. How many knows what that is? Some of you do. Some of you remember. It's the proclamation that Abraham Lincoln back in 1861 through 1863. Many of you have heard of the Civil War. And this was the document that Abraham Lincoln declared the prisoners to be free. Well, it wasn't just that easy. He couldn't just sign off on the pen, but there was a battle that had to be fought. There were thousands and thousands of lives that were be lost. Let me tell you something. Even though Jesus has signed off that all spiritual slaves should be free, there's a battle that's being fought. There's a battle that's being fought for the soul of mankind. The human race is in war with the enemy, with the wicked one. Glorious freedom, wonderful freedom, no more in chains of sin I repine. Jesus, the glorious emancipator, now and forever, he shall be mine. There's many stories back through the history books that will tell you, and I don't remember all the details, but different ones. When the slaves were finally freed, some of those slaves wanted to meet up with their redeemer, their president, Abraham Lincoln, and fell at his feet and cried and just just so desired to be his love slave for the rest of their life because he had just so freed them. A man of love. Certainly a human example of what Christ did for the whole human race when he redeemed us by his blood. Titus chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Turn over there with me if you would. No Webster says it's to rescue it's to deliver from, it's to free by making an atonement, to pay the penalty of. Which of you will be mortal? Which of you will be mortal to redeem, to save? In theology, it's to rescue and to deliver from bondage of sin and the penalties of God's violated law by obedience and suffering in the place of the sinner or by doing and suffering that which is accepted in lieu of the sinner's obedience. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, it says in Galatians 3. Titus chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Look at it together with me. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us 
that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. To be redeemed, to be redeemed, to be reinstated to the place that was once lost by rebellion, once lost by sin entering into the world through Adam and Eve, but redeemed and bought back by the second Adam or the last Adam, the spiritual buyback. I want us to look at the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Turn with me, if you will. Luke chapter 15. It's always the challenge as a minister where to read and where not to read. I just felt it would be important to read this whole chapter to you. There's more than just the prodigal son story here, but it all carries the continuity of the same truth, the buyback, the redemption story, the most beautiful story in all of history. Luke chapter 15, beginning to read at verse number one, he says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. Then he spake this parable unto them, saying, It's talking about Jesus. If you have a red letter edition Bible, you see the following words are in red, spoken by Jesus Christ. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance." Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and it began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have fallen, have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father 
and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he had yet, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. But the story doesn't stop right there. It goes on in verse 25 to say, Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father, therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandments. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. What a stark lesson on that last part about the older brother. I hope we never have the attitude of the prodigal's brother. What a lesson of warning to our own hearts. But thank God for redeeming the prodigal son. He says he was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. He's been redeemed. He was once my son, and now he's back again. Now he's been redeemed. Now he's been bought back by the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a redeemed song. There's a redeemed story in the book of Revelations. I want us to turn there in closing. Revelations chapter 5. Chapter 8 through 13. Verse 8 through 13. Revelations 5 verse 8 through 13. <clears throat> Revelations chapter 5, verse number 8 through 13. He says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain 
and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And, be, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. He is worthy. He is worthy. We've been redeemed. We've been bought. Scripture says you're not your own. You're bought with a price. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. Jesus became that spotless lamb, that lamb without blemish, that lamb without a mar, anything that would un be uh, anything that would defile that lamb. Jesus was the holy lamb. Jesus was the only lamb. That could have died for the sins of the world. I want us to stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Are you redeemed this morning? Have you been bought with a price? This altar is open this morning if anyone needs to pray. There's no reason that any soul should ever go into eternity with the dead on their record. Jesus has paid the price. I want to read you the words of this song. If no one comes to the altar, we'll dismiss in prayer. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. I think of my blessed Redeemer, I think of him all the day long. Is that true with you? I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. I know I shall see in his beauty the king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. We love you, dear Heavenly Father. We're so thankful that you loved a world when we were unlovable, while we were in our sin, while our life was being wasted away. You loved us so much to send your only begotten Son down to an earth where he would be crucified 
where his life's blood would flow from Calvary. Every pound of those nails, the crown of thorns upon his brow, the spear in his side for our sins, for our debt. Lord, I pray that this truth would resonate in our hearts this morning. Help us to grasp a hold of this wonderful truth. I pray, dear Lord, that that if there's any unfinished business in anyone's heart that's here, that you would not let them escape the conviction of your blessed Holy Spirit. And Lord, if there's anyone here that's not enthused about carrying the gospel to a lost and a dying world, that they also would not be able to escape the conviction of your blessed Holy Spirit. Put a fire upon us, Lord. Help us to realize that you've made us worthy. Help us to realize this great message of redemption, that we have the lights and that there's a lost and a dying world stumbling in darkness looking for the light. Be upon us this day, we pray. Upon each one who's here, bless those who desired to be here but couldn't make it. We'll give you the glory and the praise. Thank you, Lord, for being our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.